You are now listening to Well, Well, well Phila Now. Like, oh my god, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his perfumist. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> Well, a constant shock that what happened uh, is looking at Carolyn, who tells him to get up before she changes her mind. He looks like he wants to try to like offer a thing, but she's like, go, you need to go. And so he tries it. He reclaims his condolences or whatever. He goes to the table and I'm so mad because I'm like, I hope one of y'all opened the Russian doll and took like the littlest thing that had the barcode on it and put it all back together so that what the bag he is taking is not your freedom. Like, please let that have been the thing that happened. Of course, there's no way to know. And I doubt that anybody did anything like that. So he grabs the bag and he's looking and he's like, are you coming? Talking well, to I feel like we have to note his very distinct character change. In this instance, he kind of was like Villanelle spinning to see Rianne. He was in a very emotional state on his knees. And the minute he gets up, He's back to jovial, full of shit Constantine, which is a very interesting thing. And who knows what they might make of that for Constantine's character and what that means about him and his 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 falsities, his fakeness, and also what he's like and where he is on the spectrum of psychopathy or whatever. But I just found it very interesting that he so quickly was able to get it together and not grab his chest and grab the bag and be like, so you come in? And that's that's wild. And the way Villanelle looks at him, she's like, no. And it's kind of like he doesn't get it because he's so used to performing. He's so used to being mostly full of shit. And then Villanelle still being on the same bullshit with him that he hasn't actually clocked her tangible move into realness and wanting real tangible shit. That he's like, you're still good with the bullshit, right? Let's go. And she's like, nah, B. And when he's like, why? She's like, because you're not family. Family. Call back to series two. And I was like, yeah, bitch, say that shit. Say that shit. And also, if I were Villanelle, I would be like, the way you treat family makes me not want to be a family member of yours because, again, Adina is in jail. She's in jail. She's been neglected. She's traumatized. And so is it really good to be a family member of Constantine? I don't fucking think so. And I'm glad that Villanelle has finally figured it the fuck out. That sometimes you can make your family, going back to what I said about queer people in general, one of the earlier snacks, and she's deciding, hopefully, yes, to make her family with Eve or someone who's just not Constantine, period. Hashtag justice for Adina. She's not brought up at all this entire episode, but that's neither here nor there at the moment. Because he we're mentions not his music. daughter. That's as that's as close as we get. Right. Is that he mentions his daughter, but that's it's a lie. And when he's mentioning it, so I don't know. And uh, as soon as Constantine clears the premises, here comes uh, Eve in her jaunt, and she's angry because she's like, "What do you, Carla? Why'd you? He was our connection to the twelve. We could have gotten intel." Yeah, and Carolyn's like, well, he well, was a traitor that Mo had the evidence on, and Paul had him killed for it. And Eve is like, yeah, okay, but he was still a source. He was a source, and Constantine, Constantine killed your son. And then all of a sudden, and this felt like all of a sudden for me, Carolyn is like, no, Eve, it was my fault. And I'm like, girl, did you arrive to this decision while you were holding the gun on Constantine? And why I don't like this is that it makes Carolyn more sentimental than I would like. Carolyn could not find a piece of sentiment for her own biological tissue that came from her body in the form of her daughter, known as Geraldine. But she found compassion for Constantine because she feels Kenny is her fault. 
Now, they gave us nothing up until this point to indicate that Carolyn would make this about face, which is probably why it felt so wrong when it happened. I'm like, Carolyn, hard ass Carolyn suddenly is now taking it on the chin about Kenny. Okay, all right. Okay, sure. If that's that's where you want to do it. I was actually fully on Eve's side here when she was confused and upset because I, I was yelling with Eve, like, yo, what are you talking about? And, you know, she's like, look, um, Kenny is my fucking fault. And Eve is like, yo, it's he's not, though. He's not. Um, Kenny was killed trying to expose the 12. OK. And isn't that what we're all trying to do? Expose the 12, you know, that whole thing. And then Carolyn is just like, look, I've come to realize that no one can destroy the 12. And again, I'm like, bitch, how? Bitch, where? Bitch, when did we get here? When did we get to, we need to find stuff out to, there's no way to destroy the 12? How? How did we jump these steps? And why doesn't the audience get to know why you suddenly think the 12 is not dismantable? Holy fucking shit. I hope it's bullshit. No, I know. Because, like, you can't keep cheating us out like this. Us, the audience, the people who are watching the show, the people who are following, everyone try to uncover these details about this organization. And then you give us someone who was on the inside. And then you decimate them they now cannot be questioned no and And why would anyone be happy with that including villanelle who wanted some answers instead they have villanelle chiming in like you should listen to her eve and i'm like yo you too well she wants a job she wants a job she's trying to not be annoying she's not getting a goddamn job no we know villanelle needs to know the only way she gets a job (laughs) is if eve gets a job and eve brings her in because carolyn literally has no time for villanelle the only reason villanelle was on the team in the first place because Eve set it up. She suggested it. She orchestrated it. Put a hit out on herself and then made sure it happened. Right. So I don't know. Then Carolyn is like, look, um, after Villanelle chimes in and Eve is looking at her like, bitch, what? Carolyn's like, yeah, I know it. She knows it. Maybe it's time you went cold turkey, Eve. And Eve is like, what you mean? What does that mean? What is what is what is coldness and turkey together? And Carolyn is like, you know precisely what I mean, Eve. And Eve looks to Villanelle like, wife, wifey. Wife, do you have something to say? Wife, wifey? And then I was like, listen, I'm still trying to get my job application. She's like, okay, all right. right. Um, bye. Eve, bye. Eve is I'm looking leaving. between Carolyn Let me see if I can chase down Constantine. Right. That's what I thought when she ran no, out. me too. That like, she was going to steal the thing from Constantine. He can't he go that far. Right. And we saw that Eve was, she was booking it. She was probably doing track and field in high school and college because she surprised Villanelle with her skills. But I love how Villanelle, like, after Eve runs out in a huff, she's like, y'all bitches, I can't believe this. Villanelle hangs out. She hangs around for like a second like, I, I like, I, I like, like turkey. turkey. And Carolyn's like, bitch, you still not getting a job. Um, Why don't you just go trot after your little girlfriend? Why don't you go, just, don't you, isn't that what you do? You follow her? So go do that. Thank you. And I feel like the look on Villanelle's face is like, damn, I really can't get an itch for this bitch. <laughs> I can't get a fucking inch with this hoe. And then when she leaves, here's Carolyn on her phone. Doo, doo, doo. Yeah, Hugh, Hugh, <laughs> yeah. clean up, clean up on aisle two. And I'm like, yo, what is this? And how do we know Hugh's not with the 12th? So I, again, I'm hoping for the best still with Carolyn until they officially tell me for sure, for sure, for sure she's not in the 12th because they didn't really tell me anything about the 12th oh, except that Paul was in it and now Paul's dead. Okay, yes, and the lady in red is in it and she's not dead and Rianne was in it and now she's also dead. But that's it. Not We didn't learn much of anything about the 12th. Nope, at all. The MacGuffin keeps on MacGuffining. And then, uh, so we get Villanelle, and she's, um, I was about to say, she's trotting, just like Carolyn said, after Eve, and Eve is out. Eve is gone. Eve is, Eve is so out. Eve is athletic, which is the problem. Eve's, Eve. It's not a problem. (laughs) Well, I mean, not. It's not a problem. problem, It's not a problem. But we don't see them in this shot 
uh, lining up and meeting one another. It's just Villanelle doing a lot of running. She's literally chasing her down. Right. We cut to Eve. Eve has a bag that she doesn't have later on in the episode, but she has a bag then. And she's running with the bag. And it made me think of Paris when Carolyn is like, yo, bitch, um, you're done. And so are you, Kenny. Pack and so go back, go back home. And Eve does not go home. She goes to Paris. And when she leaves, she has a bag. When she is done in Paris stabbing Villanelle with her unique form of penetration, she does not have a bag. And Uh-oh. so this, I wonder if this is something, just like a little side joke, a little Easter egg that the crew does. Because they wrote that joke in from People on the Bridge from Series 1 where Nico's like, you're always losing your luggage. By the same time, like, how many passports has she lost? How many IDs? What credit cards? But then we back to the Eve is broke, she doesn't spend money anyway. I don't know what's going on. I just want to say, Eve, where's your bags? Why do you keep leaving places with a bag? And then you're so caught up in Villanelle's vapors that you're just like, I don't know what happened to that bag. And so Villanelle chases her down like, Eve! And I love that Eve looks like she's running at top speed. So she in my does. mind, she saw a bus or something or whatever that, that Constantine was trying to get on. She was trying to get there. She doesn't get there. And then she just stops at the bridge like, I can't believe this. I really saw this night going differently. I saw me at least getting one body, if not two. I can't believe I'm on this bridge. With no bodies. And this might be fan fiction, but I say that because the first thing out of her mouth when Villanelle finally catches up to her, she's like, wow, bitch, you are you are more athletic than I um, I originally understood. The first thing out of Eve's face is, I killed Dasha. I killed her. And Villanelle's like, no, I killed Dasha. I hit her in the head with a golf club. And he was like, I crushed her with my foot. <laughs> and Villanelle's like, then we both killed her. No, wow. We both killed her. Isn't that romantic? Here's Eve. You know the only people in the world who would think that that's romantic? I was like, the fandom. She well, said. I said us <laughs> live when it was happening because I met me. Me right, and anyone right, else who right, ships villainy. Right. Not everyone ships villainy. Okay, fine. The but the people who believe in villainy, yes. The people who enjoy the murderous, sapphic overtones that are happening here. I also want to say that Villanelle missed a perfect time for a dirty joke when she ran up on Eve like, damn girl, you can be pretty athletic when you want to. I was like, okay, when she wants to. So interpolate that, Villanelle. Figure that out with the horizontal mambo girl because I feel like she would work you out, she'd spend you out, and you would be shocked. Shocked and amazed at what happens with Eve Palastri, um, Laura Neal, Laura Neal. And Laura We Trust, don't disappoint me. Please, please don't do this. Hashtag Laura We Trust. I feel like half the thoughts in Villanelle's mind after that were thoughts of the boudoir. She was like, damn, I really didn't know Eve had that kind of stamina. Who knew? When does she have time to go to the gym? Where does she get this from? And I also have those questions. Like, Eve, what do you do to upkeep your stamina and your heart rate? Something that they have not revealed yet to us. Uh, so after uh, she says us, uh, yeah, Villanelle confesses to not wanting to do it anymore. And Eve begins to ask, um, what happened to us? And she starts looking at the people walking past. She said, I used to be like them. And Villanelle's like, no, you only pretended to be like them. She doesn't say pretend. She says you never were like them. Unless my line is wrong. No, you probably haven't. You only thought that you were. Right. She's like, you were never like those hosts. Bay, you were always different. You always had the darkness. I synced it from that time we were in the bathroom. And then she says, do you still want those things? And Eve says, oh, this is it. And she's like, when I try to picture the future. She Wait can- a minute, did you skip the badly dressed line? Because I feel like 
we missed the line, what badly dressed, unless you said it and I just didn't hear it. No, I probably missed it. All right. Well, like you were saying before, there were there are a lot of beats taken in the moments with Villeneuve, and this is one of those things where they say things that land, the actors react, and then you go on to the next line. And that's kind of like what happens here when we have that changeover from, oh, I killed Dasha. Oh, okay. We are a unique brand of romantic. Let's let that sit. And then Villanelle, okay, so um, I don't want to do it anymore. And I'm sure Eve was like, what? Which is why she's like, uh, what the fuck has happened to us? What you mean you don't want to do it anymore? And I like that they both seem to be processing in the moment because Eve kind of sighs before she's like, the what happened to us? And she just looks at the people passing, the humans on the bridge. And she's like, I used to be like, damn. And Villanelle's like, oh, badly dressed. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I, I, I like that line because of what Sandra O oh said and what we've noticed independently about her pants getting tighter and them deliberately changing her jacket from a masculine jacket to a feminine fitting jacket, as they said, or what was made for men, what was made for women, whatever, to noticing that Eve's clothes are different because if she says badly dressed, maybe she doesn't think the bitch looks bad at this moment. Maybe she likes the turtleneck. I mean, I thought it was cute. So in my mind, she's noticing the tighter fits that Eve has been up to. And of course, she continues like, Bae, you were never like them. You only thought you were. But, you know, here goes the last of het Eve Palastri. She's like, no, I had a life. All right. I had a husband and I had a chicken. I can't. I was normal. Husband, chicken. <laughs> I was like, okay, but do you still want that stuff? Because on the dance floor, I literally asked you about that older couple. You were like, no. <laughs> so what has happened in the 10 minutes or half hour or whatever? Okay, maybe it was like five hours from when that happened. And Eve is just silent and staring. Silent and staring. And then she says the next best line uh, after, that's all I think about. She says, when I think of my future, I just see your face over and over again. And God! I mean, that's a beautiful, uh, Deep that's a beautiful thing to consider. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful face, but it's a beautiful thing to consider. And, you know, so she, she's stuck thinking about the past. And when she does think about the future, she only can see Villanelle's face. So that is, that's a predicament to be in. I don't know if you want to call that sprung or what. It's That's what she is. Sprung. Right, right. It's beyond. We are in series three, sir. We are beyond sprung. Sprung was for episode one, two, and three of series one. We are so beyond, which is why I refer to them as wives. They just don't have the official ring yet. So Villanelle uh, makes the joke to say that it's a beautiful face. But, you know, he doesn't laugh. She doesn't. She's not playing along. She's. Oh, I don't know. I see that differently. She doesn't laugh, but she smiles. And so I take that to mean she agrees. She doesn't protest. She doesn't go, oh, you cheeky bitch, or wow, you're full of yourself. She smiles to be like, well, bitch, you, you're you not wrong. Let's just go back to that series one definition of who are we describing for the artist to sketch? She's like, well, she's got cat-like eyes. <laughs> so no, she knows that's an attractive face. She is obsessed over that face. We knew from series one she was obsessing. Think about your mouth, what you're doing, who you're doing it with. I know that walk anywhere. So <laughs> that is Eve Palestri. So Vilna asks her, uh... If she's ruined Eve's life. And Eve doesn't really respond. She just kind of looks intrigued that for the first time, Villanelle seems to give a damn about the life that Eve had and maybe what it meant to her, what she thought it meant to her, which I like as well, because it's, again, it's another bookend to series one. When Eve vocalizes, my life is ruined. I've lost my job. I've lost my man. And it's like, you hadn't yet. I wish you did. I wish you did, but you hadn't. Mm -hmm. You're like, my marriage is done. My job is done. I'm so fucked up. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. <sighs> I I'm, I'm going to kill you. I'm going I'm to kill you. And Villanelle's there playing games. No, you're not. 
No, you're not. What are you going to do with that? What are you going to do? <laughs> and so this is maturity. This is real where she's like, okay, I actually care about what you think for real. So do you really, do you really think I ruined your life? And I feel like this is also a way of Villanelle asking, do you regret me? Do you regret meeting me? Do you regret chasing me down? Do you regret finding me and then me finding you? And Eve doesn't respond. And maybe it's because she's marinating, meditating, thinking, or because Villanelle follows up with another question not so long after, which is the monster question. Do you think I'm a monster? And I love the way Eve answers this question because for all of the animus and anger and angst she's had for Villanelle, she could have taken this moment to be petty and childish, but she doesn't. She answers truthfully and honestly, which is like, listen, bitch, I think we all have monsters inside of us. Just some of us are better at hiding them. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the definition of Eve saying in her way, like, you're normal, boo. Like, you're a little extra, but you're good. Like, we are the same. And that you don't have to feel like you're some alien, quote unquote, psychopath that is so different from the rest of the humans walking around that you don't deserve any happiness or love. When no, I don't think you're this big monster. I think we all have these tendencies and you, you're just able to jaunt out loud more than most. And Villanelle kind of basically has a response like, well, girl, I, I do think you're right about some people keeping them in more than others. Cause I, ha- I haven't, that, that person hasn't been me to which Eve is like, uh, me neither. <laughs> to be honest, me either. I think that my, uh, monster encourages your monster. That's weird. Right. And Eve, did she say it's weird? Or did she say it's crazy or... I don't... It's just like, I think my monster encourages your monster, right? Because if she said it's weird, that would annoy me. <laughs> and I'd be like, what do you mean it's weird? It is poetry. Poetry and, in motion. And Eve responds with, I think I wanted it to, or... Yeah, she's like, I think I wanted it to. So there's an agreement. There is an acquiescence. There is like, yes, girl, you're right. Our monsters talk to each other and they want to jaunt together and they ebb. They egg each other on. They hype each other up. Our monsters are each other's monsters. Hype man. And I don't know how we got here, Villanelle, but that's where we are. And that's why I'm like, that's why you girls need to have murder baptism. That's why you need to kill together because ultimately you just need to accept this about yourself and channel it in a misandry direction. And then Eve says, help me. Help me make it stop. And I did not know how to feel in that moment, I was detached. <laughs> well, I suppose it depends on what you think she's asking to help make stop. Uh, so then Villanelle asks, so what? So no more tea dances? Wait, that was a, a question as to oh. what you think? <laughs> like, that was me asking, like, what exactly are you talking about? When I heard help me and help me make it stop, I thought that she was trying to ask for ways to stop with... Uh, I guess, wanting her monster to do things. See, I was actually thinking Villanelle, like that, like stop the chase because she can't seem to do it herself. And there was an article, one of them, that I read earlier in the week that had Suzanne and she all but confirmed that 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 is what Eve was talking about. That when she was saying make it stop, she means like her desire, her fixation, the fact that she literally can't see or seem to think or do or plot or plan about anyone or anything that doesn't have something to do with Villanelle. Mm -hmm. And so in a way, it seems like Eve has finally acquiesced to this idea that she does not have control over her feelings for Villanelle, that she cannot mandate it. She cannot regulate it. She can't stop it herself. And I suppose that's why when Villanelle says afterwards, like, oh, it's easy. I can show you. Eve is like, oh, you want me to jump off the bridge? 
and die because I think that's the only way she thinks it could end is that, well, death. Death will be the thing to do it. And I don't know, it's wild. I will take it from a number of perspectives. One of the perspectives being that if you are that enamored by someone, that obsessed and that fixated in all the ways that a person can be fixated sexually, with lust, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, whatever, and you don't have your O, it's agony. So someone put Eve Palastri out of her misery with the okay. O or with the death. And that's she was saying, bitch. She was like, bitch, help me make it stop because you haven't invited me to your boudoir. You haven't said, let's go back to my hotel. And so I'm trying to figure out how the fuck I stopped chasing you when this is, this is, this is, I can't live like this. I can't live in this perpetual state of anxiety, of lusty anxiety and lusty murder stress. So tell me how to make it stop. That's, that's my personal interpretation. I tried to drink it away. It didn't work. Is that a Solange reference? I mean, it could be, yeah. I but... tried to... Drink it away. Right. right I mean, but she did. And just looking at her like she was crazy in that uh, spy hotel when she just missed her right after the door. Oh. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, but I'm happy that it wasn't the darkness. Cause that would have made me sad if Eve was just rising in the darkness. She's like, help me make it stop versus wanting to explore a little more. But according to Suzanne, it is, it is the desire. It is the obsession. But I'm like, if it's love, you can't turn it off unfortunately like you that's hard to do like unless you're somewhere on the spectrum of maybe sociopathy or psychopathy you can't just be like oh this emotion i'm just gonna switch that oh great we have turned it all the way down and i no longer love a hoe like no that's not how it works so after hearing about uh help me make it stop a villain else uh asking oh so no more tea dances she cracks a joke after a beat and that's probably because she's like oh man i really enjoyed that dance also let me try to add some levity um, <laughs> because inside my heart is breaking. <laughs> right. My makeup's fucking cracking. I can't deal with this. And so I, there's no way that I don't feel, I don't think that villain on the inside was like, oh, okay. <sighs> no, I know. I knew. That literally was the best moment of my life. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And I think that's growth for Villanelle. Growth from being like, you are my possession that I get to keep because duh to wow. Wow. This is painful. And I guess I have to, I have to let you go. Fly like a little birdie. I'm like a bird. I want to fly away. <laughs> Except that's Eve. Who doesn't want to fly away, actually. But that was the first bird song reference that came to me. And then so she says, uh, well, if that's what you want, it isn't difficult. And Eve, like, She's takes like, so a death, second to think death, of that. Right? Oh, so you, what, you going to tell me to jump? And uh, but I was like, no, because then you'd be dead. She says, come on, stand up straight and look at me. And here's Eve before she takes in any of these directions. She's she, <laughs> she's she is leaning over the banister. She's got her chin and she's cupping her cheeks, both of her own cheeks. I don't know if that's her trying to bottle in all the the fever or whatever, mm. but she's there and that's how she's trying to suppress it all and she's being told to stand up straight and to look directly into Villanelle's face and you know she eventually does it I won't use the term reluctantly but she does it she doesn't do it reluctantly in my mind Eve thought she was gonna get a kiss you don't go on and on and on about your lusty fixations and what you can't do and how you can't get a bitch face out of your fucking mind if also on the mind isn't Love on the brain, as Beyonce would say. Drive a roll up the partition, please. <laughs> Y'all don't want to see Eve Palastri on her knees. Call back to the Forest of Dean. So, no, I think sex was on the brain, especially because Callan removed the 12. The only other thing that Eve thinks about that isn't Villanelle is the 12, and it's kind of related to Villanelle. So I just don't see how she is outside with nowhere to run off to. 
And Villanelle is literally right next to her. And if she were by herself at home, she would be thinking of Villanelle. If she were in the dumpster, she would be thinking of Villanelle. If she was on the couch, she would be thinking of Villanelle at the same moment. And she's right next door. And nothing is happening. There's no touching. There's no kissing. So if I were Eve Pilastri, I'd be like, make it stop. <laughs> Bitch, make it stop. Because I don't, you know, like you, you have had many lady <laughs> partners. I'm still confused a little bit about how to start this because the writers didn't let me have a single solitary sapphic jaunt. During this season, I, you guys, I just, um, if you've not heard the previous snacks, you will hear me musing about this possibility that Drunk Eve could end up at a bar and give <laughs> exposition to a rando. But everyone else got exposition to a rando. Carolyn got exposition to a rando. Constantine got exposition to a rando. Villanelle got exposition to a dozen randos. But you know who didn't? Eve. Eve. And so I just, I feel a way. And so until people decide to give Candace exposition, you can't take my Eve shit from me. Because there's not enough for you to take it. There's not enough for you to contradict it with. There wasn't enough exposition. So this is my version. This is my interpretation of what's going on, which is that Eve is so fucked. She is so fucking fucked that she's like, girl, you need to help me make it stop because I don't know what to do here. I'm fucking stuck and stunted. And I don't know where to go, left or right, forward or back. What do we do? And I guess because Villanelle has a piece of maturity, she's like how she was in series two. Like, I got it. <laughs> I do. I've been matured for like a whole month and girl, I got the answers. Okay, here's what you do. Stand up straight. Look at me. And I feel like Eve was like, oh my God, I have to stand up straight because you're taller and we're about to get a kiss in. Oh my God. I've been waiting. Mm -hmm. at, the, at the ballroom, I thought you were going to kiss me. You did. You sent me away. I was really upset about it. So now we're going to kiss. And no, that's not what happened, you guys. <laughs> I literally, if you hear me in the live, I'm like, smooch, smooch. It would have been I'm the best thing ever. smooch the entire time. And I, I didn't get it. And then so Eve stands up straight. And she's over here, like, basically thinking, and now what? And, and now what? And here's and now what? Now. Justify my love. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's I literally mean, a Madonna lyric. It, it fits. Uh, um, but Villanelle says, now turn around and face the other way. And Eva's what? not ready. I just have to note the look on Villanelle's face before she says turn around. Because it looks like she's getting her last, her last vision and i said i said i said why are we doing this to me lilith lilith who asked for this content lilith i didn't ask for this why does villanelle look like she's grabbing her last look for her spank bank why does this look like this god so yes i just had to put that note in there before eve yes she does turn around but she's protesting like me like she wait sure wait is, why right. why i want to see your face i told you i like the face why i thought we were gonna make out no we're not doing that damn it and uh oof so they take this beat just standing opposed to one another and uh, there's this song that is also playing while all of this is going down. Um, this is... Oh, uh, Tell Me by Johnny Jewel. Um, if you have not gotten a chance to listen to that track... Oh, please. Uh... The listeners to this podcast... <laughs> Get your life. They heard the track. They have heard the track. And I would I would imagine, given how many times some people have watched that scene, they know the track inside <laughs> and out right now. They know it. And there's some big inhales that is happening. They're just taking in the air. Um, there's even a moment I noticed. Well, there's where, a relishing. They're yes. close to each other. Yes. They're literally touching each other. They're feeling each other. Yes. And then Villanelle rests her head back. Yes. Onto Eve, and there's a settling and sinking. And once again, you can tell they're both relishing this moment of closeness that it's actually a comfort. It's comforting for Eve, it's comforting for Villanelle. And I'm like, ladies, why can't we stay this way but turn around and remove some clothing? And then obviously go inside, go inside somewhere. Oh my God! You know, um, shout out to Sigma 
AKA, um, oh wait, should I say her government name? I'll ask about that. But I'll look, I just, she sent a fic and it just occurred to me that she sent it to me and I read it. And it was, it was, I just, I, it was, I haven't read a fic in a while and it was ridiculous, but it was, it was from the bridge. And so basically it was, it was a fic of Villanelle and Eve banging on a bridge, but as well, gal, right. no, but as gal pals, like I'm touching you platonically in your vagina. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the person, the writer, the writer was making it funny. I get it. But it was ridiculous. I'm going to send it on. I have to find it or have her send it to me again because I was like, and she sent it with the preface like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And so you have to see it too. And I read it and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. This is like if um if right-wing Christians were writing lesbian smut because it's literally all crouched within this frame of, oh, I touched you like a friend. You know, just friends, being friends and supportive. I, I, Lord. I'm cupping I, this booby as a friend. <laughs> So I don't know. It's like inception of like a, a political commentary on what has and hasn't happened in Killing Eve or what hasn't happened in the fandom. I don't know. But yeah, if anyone's interested, um, you could just DM for the, for the, for the fake. It's, it's wild. Uh, but uh, well, I, in a different version of wild, we have these two uh, uh, Eve and Villanelle standing uh, back to back. And we hear, now what? And we Justify hear, my love. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to keep um, doing that. We walk and we never look back. And, and he was I... like, what? What? And me live. What? We we do what, bitch? Girl, you didn't. What? Girl, I how? I can't. You're not even you're not even stating your case. And I guess you just maybe feel so bad about what you think you've done or caused to Eve that you're like, let me not state my case anymore. I don't know. I don't know. But I was upset. You guys saw I was yelling. I feel like we were all we were all visibly upset. I mean, Eve was not okay. Um, Villanelle walking first just was a lot. To it was a lot. With. I said, "Bitch, why are you so quick to the step? The two step? What? Is, you weren't this quick to the dance floor, but you are so fast. You are speed walking like you're in goddamn New York, woman. What are you doing? Right. I was so upset, and Eve doesn't move right away either because nope. she's just like, "Yo, what's going on?" And then I feel like she hears Villanelle's footsteps and she's like, well, I guess this bitch walking away. I should, maybe I should take a couple steps. Like, I guess if this is what we're doing. But her steps are completely reluctant. Unlike mm -hmm. Villanelle's where she's like, she's walking real fast to a brisk, a brisk beat. Right. Up until the end there where she's like, well, I, the further I get away from her, the worse I feel. So I don't know if I want to keep walking in the other direction because this is actually way worse than I thought. And in my mind, it kind of has to do with what I've said about that magnetic energy that they feel literally via proximity and closeness to someone, the actual energy that inhabits their physical space, that the further they got away, the more they realized, no, I don't want this. Especially because they've not been in each other's sphere for so fucking long. You could argue they were in each other's sphere for a decent, consistent amount of time with the last two series. And then with this series jumping six months, we're talking about half a year of right. not experiencing that thing. Right. And as far as we could tell from when the show started, they were both in a way. They were pretending to themselves like they were good. Yeah, I'm good. It's fucking fine. Whatever. But they weren't. Life was more pale. It had less juge, less excitement. Villanelle didn't dance, couldn't dance, didn't want to dance. And now you guys are back in each other's spheres and suddenly smiles are being had. Suddenly hope is a prospect. Suddenly, Villanelle, you want to change careers. Suddenly, there are new options to life. And man, you guys, why can't we just... It was like me with the meme. Now kiss. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get it. Especially because they were still like 30 feet apart at this point in the episode. 
And we noticing the steps. We're yelling at the screen. We're like, no, stop. We're saying, turn around. And what we get? We get, uh. I have my little gun. Shout out to those people commenting about my gun, my prop gun in the video that I was aiming at the TV. And really the whole Killing Eve writing staff at that point. Because I was like, don't do this to me. Don't you dare. And uh, so Eve's steps start to get a little bit bigger. But Villanelle, she takes a beat. Like she stops taking steps. It's the pain. It's the tether. It's the rope. Yeah. It's the thread. The thread is getting strained. It's causing pain. She's like, hold up. Maybe I, I, I did walk pretty quickly. Let me, let me, let me stop walking, maybe. And I like the way they played this because it's open to interpretation. And I suppose, I don't know if I've read all the interviews or whatever, whatever. But right now it's still open to interpretation for me. So it's, I like to go into the surreal realm, the fourth dimension, the intangible things like energy and and senses, because that's fun. And so that's where I am with them, that literal proximity, literal, um, a sixth sense, if you will, of the the partner that is ultimately your your other side to your your thread, your faded lover. And so that as Villanelle got further away, she could feel physical pain, just like Eve would be like, this is uncomfortable, and to a point where she has to stop. And I think in that moment, when we look at how Jodi's playing it, she's unsure if Eve is going to stop or turn around. But I kind of feel like it's like one of those Gentleman Jack things that happen that when Eve does turn around, whatever feeling or emotion she's feeling in her body and stuff that like like actual energy it can ebb right. off of you and it can right. reach other people and that it reaches villanelle which is why she smiles before she actually turns around because she looks like she's afraid trepidatious she stops and she's like bitch i don't know what's going on maybe even fear which like i say is it's rare for villanelle to look like she's she's trepidatious in any sense and then once eve turns around and the wind is blowing through those beautiful black locks it's like she has a a sense of oh my god She's chosen me. Yeah. And so when she turns around, she turns around knowing that she's been chosen. And I just. <laughs> it's so I, beautiful. I would have broke down if they if they'd actually run back and kiss because I was too busy obsessing over. OK, now do it. Close the gap. Close the gap. Close the gap. They didn't do that. Right. They uh, unfortunately they faded to black. Well, they cut to black. Actually, it was a fade. They cut. They cut to black. To black. And if you. Look. If you guys didn't see the live, just go to the Twitter. It's up there. Right. And you'll see me screaming, don't, not the credits, not the credits. Don't do this to me. No! When I realize it's going to be a fucking year until I get um, my my proper Villeneuve kiss. And well, I'm okay with that. I already said clown makeup contour. Um, as a few of my friends knows, I, I wrote a, a, a spec script for the first episode of series four because I needed to I needed to for my own sanity and stuff that I needed to know because I was left unfinished I was left undone I I mean now I guess we could give our our afterthoughts since we essentially are done both Eve and Villanelle turn around Villanelle second they are smiling at each other and we're like okay they love each other and hopefully this means you both now realize and admit to yourselves with choice that you cannot leave the other that yes you are like a forlorn fire and Throwing kerosene on that bad boy is probably bad for the world and yourselves, but not your nethers. And so let's just (laughs) do it. Let's do it. Let's do it for our country. Oh, that works for Britain. The red, white, and blue. It's just the British red, white, and blue. But yeah, guys, do it for the country. And if not the red, white, and blue of Britain, do it for the Isle of Sappho. Okay? The Isle of Lesbos. Do it for the Amazons. Do it for the gay penguins. That exist in yes. Antarctica because they deserve it too. And that's the end. I mean, let's, I, I know we're going to have a lot to muse about, but honestly, there's so much time to muse. Um, so I just am curious about your 
immediate afterthoughts. I mean, I kind of know some of them, but we've had some time to marinate since our initial first several viewings. Yeah, what are you, what are you, what, what are the questions you may have that immediately come to mind? <laughs> and what is the sentiment that first comes to mind about the end of series three? Uh, ultimately, it's nice to see Villanelle in the place where she is wanted. Um, oh my God! Sorry, but yes. <laughs> um, so her getting her dub, her dance in the ballroom, she needed that dance because she was just like, you know what? Aline is, is being... She's so desperately needed. Right. I've been saying she's touch-starved, and every time someone touches her, it's a manipulative bastard. It, right. And, and... So... We needed someone to touch her without ulterior motives, and that's what we got. I say, let me just stand up and get some water so you can get through your goddamn final seconds. Every time you say that, I'm like, <laughs> oh my god! But that's because I'm still not over the ballroom scene. I will never be over it. No, and um, other than that, an immediate overall takeaway is, um, Eve still, Eve still homeless, and I, I, I'm trying to figure out how that works. How she smells. Is she? <laughs> but let me just write is she so that how when I smells. get mine, I can say is she. Okay, well, go ahead. Please continue. I'm just curious about, you know, how that works. How she smells. Where these clothes are coming from. How much petty cash is in the bit of pill? How are they still afloat? Why are they not debunked? Defunct. How is dread and red not exposed for being the, the you know, the plants that I've been saying that they were since episode one? Why are they still not exposed? I don't get it. Jamie survived, I guess. Good good on him. You know. Uh, they didn't give me Yara Greyjoy, but they did give me Geraldine. <laughs> and I have to just say, you know what? On the thespian level, nothing but the ultimate respect. And, th- and I hope you had fun playing with the, the cast, the crew. And if you're back for a three-episode arc, series four. Lord. Let it be three episodes because there's action that we got to get to. And Indeed. if I don't have a high octane series four, I will be yelling in real time. Oh my God. Versus saying, you guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want to let you guys know that I will be screaming in the muses about what they better give me in series four to not go the way of Game of Thrones. There are certain things that need to happen now in series four based on what they set up. And I'm telling you, one of them isn't. They walk away. All right. Please continue, sir. Um, <laughs> if you guys go back to some of the musings, we were, we had groceries, maybe ha- kind of half groceries about some things that we heard about some of the people that would have been working on the scripts for series three as a whole, where it was like, oh, let this not go the road of fear of the walking dead, which I still have not, um, uh, part partook. I have not seen, but you know, they're sometimes there are great opportunities for things to happen and then they don't happen and people start to feel dispirited. So I just am hoping that lessons were learned, hopefully, and that you just can't mute the audience that is watching that feels underserved, that you acknowledge that maybe an active step can be taken to be more inclusive of everyone that is on your payroll especially if your name happens to be i don't know the titular uh headliner of this the series as a whole and then you're just making sure that that person has things to do on screen that people can track versus fast forward six months because if you give me episode one series four and it's six months after the bridge we're gonna have problems i want you to know that we're gonna have problems 
It's not canceling shows that causes murders. It's time jumps, okay? And we can't have two in a row. There were too many. We cannot have two in a row, right? This was the time of the David Lynch. Do you know what I'm saying? This was the time of Gaspar Noe in Enter the Void. This was the time of No Time. In and out of time? Are we Alice in Wonderland? Have we gone through the Looking Glass? Is that what they were trying to say with the thing with Eve and Looking Glass? Hey, girl, there is no time. Time is a construct that isn't real. It is intangible, and it changes every day. And you'll never know what's going on in this timeline. Will Nico ever be driven to kill? Who knows? Ugh. There's so much lack of... Like, I'm I'm not trying to... It's just... You can't give me things. Set up things. And then things just sort of... It's just gone. Like, I mean... Like, I, I can't feel like, you know, MacGuffins are, are crystals of dry ice. You know? I Like, I just... You don't just let things just fade away into the vapor. Bring Elena back! You can oh, do it. Gosh. You have the opportunity. I feel like Elena only comes back if Phoebe Waller-Bridge comes back. And I desperately, I know I said either on the live, on the, the snack, I can't remember, that I thought Series 4 would be, oh, actually, I mean, I've kind of said a few times this season that I thought Series 4 would be the last series. But the way they've ended this series, I actually could see potentially a 5. It really all depends on what angle Lauda decides to explore. But in my in my comic of contour, I would love the bookend, especially because of what has happened in series three and then numerology episode three. If Phoebe Waller Bridge could return for series five, that if they could, if they decided to greenlight it, if Laura can keep enough stuff going, that Phoebe has the time in between her many productions and things she's working on to close out her baby, because that that would be incredible. That would be amazing i don't know what i would do if that was announced um throw a party for sure well <laughs> it would be a social distancing party i guess um right. but still i would throw a party i just wanted to throw that in there that i i would love if phoebe waller bridge could just give the kiss you know to send killing eve down the thing and i'm sure if that's not the way it goes and it ends up being laura's the last one or they get some other bitch for the last one okay i would just like to put it out into the energy in the universe that i would love if Miss Phoebe Waller-Bridge could close out Killing Eve, the series. And ultimately, um, you'll hear in the postseason where I'll be debating more things like what happens with Carolyn and her returning to work? How does, the, how does Diane react to the fact that there is no poll? Like, how, is, how, do, how do we all go on? How do we all continue? Was there a blip in the uh, hierarchy or will things just resume as if nothing's ever happened as if Carolyn was never in trouble I mean we won't know until we go there we won't and then uh, yeah uh, Eve Palastri's gonna need a hobby something that takes her mind off of fishing and digging into the 12 is it sex <laughs> oh sorry is it's not it... my turn <laughs> is it gardening is it <laughs> what the f sorry she needs let me something just... i mean you don't give her animals unless you're trying to say that she had some sort of farm type setup but i mean she will need something to soothe her and let's hope that whatever it is is something that we all believe would legitimately capture the attention of someone like an eve Palastri. and it's not just grunt work in a kitchen in uh new malden so let's um let's see how we resolve that one and all and the rest of my musings will come to pass in the postseason snack all right all right let me try to gather my thoughts my afterthoughts final thoughts for this recap all right so hmm, i guess uh some of the questions i'm left with for those of you that are following me 
on my personal Twitter. You probably saw some of my random angsty tweets that make their way out at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., and I usually end up holding my tongue ultimately because I'm so fucking long-winded and I can't deal with Twitter's 140 characters to get my feels out, which is why ultimately a platform like Tumblr is so much better for a long-winded bitch like me with too much to say. But of some of the things that I was like, hmm, I wonder, it just occurred to me in a blinding light, one of the many questions I need answered is like Eve's family. Eve Palastri's family. And it's for a number of reasons. I wouldn't have had as much of an issue not knowing more things about her family had they not spent this season exploring everyone else's family. Literally Carolyn's extended family and a daughter we didn't know she had. Literally Constantine's family, proxy through his wife. We literally met his ex-wife's new man. And of course, Adina, drama. And then Villanelle and her family, extended family step. Like there has just been development on every level where that's concerned. And it wasn't until I really started to think about what I wanted or what was lacking after the finale ended that I was like, yo, what the fuck? And it actually really pisses me off now that all these other people on camera, including Adina's future stepdad, who is now murked, and we couldn't get uh, a Korean casting for her auntie or her mama. That's because when you think about the fact that Eve was shot, she was apparently... Um, in the hospital for months, apparently, derelict. And if Nico was in a mental health institution, who was there to take care of her, to check up on her and sign her papers? I thought they were implying the auntie, which is how she got this job, but I'm really pissed off that they dropped the ball. And one of the main reasons I'm pointing this out is, if, if some of you aren't aware, is that one of the primary criticisms of characters of color when written by people who aren't people of color is that they don't feel full. And one of the many ways this can go down is a lack of family members or people that surround you, anyone, just another character that right. is of your same ethnicity. Right. And so, like I said to you earlier before we started recording, it made me think of the L word first time around because when Tasha went on the show, she was the first black lesbian they talked about and they mentioned her mother and they mentioned this thing. But of the characters in that show, you got to meet their parents. We never met hers and she was in what would be considered a long-time relationship with one of the characters of the show and so that is a major criticism for people who who observe media people who are paying attention people like gina davis who clock academically with research what is happening on screen that this shit is important to have sandra on an island by herself a korean island by herself isn't exactly it doesn't make sense and if that's what you're going to do explain it to us with some exposition has she completely disavowed the people she knew in america if her auntie is here and there was a family-related business, surely there's a family member. Surely there's right, a family member right. who lives in the UK. Um, do they pop in on a bitch? Do they read a bitch to filth a la Jess? Does she have, one of the things I was saying on my, on my Twitter, I was like, does she, where does the money come from? Is her auntie rich? Does she have a trust fund just waiting to be spent on couture that they haven't told us about? Has she stolen all the bitter cash? Is she a side criminal? We need to understand how Eve Pilastri is living like an adult. When she has no fucking job and she hasn't had a job for two series. Like, I just, I don't want it to sound like I'm super angry, but I also am at the same time because I think it's not right. And so the only way that this can be made up to me is by exposition, flashbacks, whatever, in series four to say, let's delve into this bitch so you can better understand her. Can we get a fact or two about what Eve Pilastri was doing in her childhood or her 20s? Can we possibly know? Because we want to know. And finding out that the only details that really exist in mass for Eve Palastri's past is what was made up between her and the actor Owen McDonald is 
disappointed because I really was convinced. I was so convinced, y'all, that they were going to give me extra stuff this series. And they were like, bitch, no. Everything that you get about Eve is related directly to what's happening with Villanelle or this stuff. You don't get any independent ideas about what's happening in her head. What is she feeling? What is she thinking? What is she evolving into? You just get to see the beginning and the end. Drunk, messy Eve and Eve back on the chase at the end. But where was the middle? And I maintain that blunting Nico's death with Villanelle's Okay, this is the backstory episode was a mistake that they should have either reversed the order or split up the episode so that they were addressing Eve at the same time because I just don't, I just, in now, in retrospect, I'm like, it doesn't, like, it stopped momentum. And then I was super excited to get into Eve's head to be like, yo, what are you thinking, bitch? What are you thinking? What are you thinking right now? Is it relief? You know, that was my dark side. I was like, relief, relief, relief. <laughs> and then when she finds out Nico's still alive, it's different. It's something else. And we get to see how she handles this. I, I desperately wanted Eve to have a one-night stand with another broad that she met at the bar who saw this bitch looking real dark. Because, you know, some people are into that shit. And Eve is there looking dark and drunk and poking her hand. And some fucking bitch is like, you know what? That's hot. Um, can I talk to you? And then Eve gives us some exposition that alludes to her darkness that alludes to the bad things she's done, that alludes to the sapphic feelings she can get out of her head. And then she does what Villanelle did. I'm not with them when I'm with them. And she's with Villanelle, kind of, in her head while she's with this other woman. I got none of that. I got none of that goddamn development. So on my list of things of questions is like Eve's family. Fucking show me a bitch. She was fucking shot. Show me an auntie. Show me a mother. Give me something more than a call. Can I get a photo set up somewhere? Surely Eve has a photo of her fucking mother. My God. Secondly, I would like to address your question of, is Eve homeless? I said this on the live right away, clown makeup contour. I say Eve is living with Villanelle. And hear me out. We need to have no more than a 30-second time jump going back to what happened in the series two. And that being said, I am willing to meet up and have fisticuffs with anyone who wants to try and convince me that what they do after what we saw in the finale is walk away. What they do is go to separate places. What they do is say, let's have brunch tomorrow, my dear. I'll see you. Because I don't understand how you can have as much sexual energy as they do and then get to the point, despite whatever toxicity, to say, I need you, I want you, and there's nothing I can do about that. And then you go, okay, babe, um, you know, text me what you're right, going to be doing tomorrow. You no! <laughs> you go back to the motherfucking boudoir and, you know, we don't have time. I mean, I guess we do, but we don't. And this thing, uh, maybe I'll do it in the snack. Maybe I'll post it. I don't really know. I don't do stuff like that. But um, my scenario for my little spec script that I had to write just for therapy. And they were like, Candace, what the fuck? If this doesn't happen now, I'm pissed. I'm just going to say it's, it's, um, it's like that Nickelodeon show, Wild and Crazy Kids. It's ridiculous, but it's also what I needed because I needed to answer some immediate questions. And so I guess what I'm saying is, is that, and I'll go more into it in the muses, is that when season four starts up, I need for them to either be on the bridge and, you know, they get back, they close the space and maybe a Villanelle to counter what Eve said. It's like, now what? And Eve is like, bitch, to the boudoir. So I think that either the show opens and they do this and they show us the progress of that happening or they take the cheap way out and they show us the morning after. So we, after it's implied. Huh? I said the morning after won't be bad. Whatever. See, okay. Actually, this touches on something that I wanted to talk about and I'm sure I will be bitching for the next year about. And this idea... The morning after would be okay. Like, I don't know what's going on with the fandom that says not having a kiss is okay. Actually, it was better than, it was better to not have a kiss. Actually, I'm just good with that. What the 
fuck what is going on where we have finally diverged pages me and the entire fandom because it's not enough for me it's not and the morning after would be like i said a cop-out amc is a cable fucking channel they have shown all manner of sex and death on The Walking Dead. And I would actually, at this time, like to take your attention to, have you seen all seasons of American Horror Story? Uh, no, but that's Have you not seen cable. American Horror Story Hotel? <laughs> no, it is. It's, it's, um, it's basic cable, like AMC. It's on FX. Oh, FX. Oh, okay, got it. It just right. comes on at 10, which is usually what you do. You put something um, later on, or is it nine? Well, you put something later on in the evening, and that's where you go. But have you seen American Horror Story Hotel? I'm, I'm here, I'm here. Okay, so my point is, American Horror Story Hotel is on FX in the same bracket of AMC. The relationship that was queer, that was had and explored between Lady Gaga and Angela Bassett was not the main focus of that fucking show. There was other things happening with other characters she was fucking with and doing stuff, and yet Ryan Murphy somehow found a way to give more content in one fucking episode with Angela Bassett and Lady Gaga than we have the entirety of Killing Eve. So when people say to me, oh, it's okay. Oh, it's not bad. I'm like, but if you've been starving, I guess if somebody gives you a sip of water, they let you suck on a sponge that you're like, oh, it's not that bad. But what is it like if you get a whole cup of water? What is it like if you get to quench your thirst? And when do we as queer fans get to the point where you're not, you're not just like, okay, I can settle for this. Like, when is it, like, when do you start to feel comfortable saying, actually, I really would like this because it matters to me. Like, when do we move from the place that says, this was good enough, this will do? Because I am out of that space officially for Killing Eve, I have to tell you. I have to tell you, a number of things have come out, have been discovered in the wake of the season three finale. And so it changes my energy for what I expect from the creatives and what okay. will what will keep this a great show. Because there's no fucking way, Terrence, I'm so sorry. And this will be my continued energy. There is no way. You have a show as overtly queer as Killing Eve. And then you finally, you decide to confirm, I say for the heads, because for us Villainy fans, we been knew we that these know. bitches were in love. But you finally confirm with exposition and action that these bitches can't let each other go. And they don't fuck! It is weird. Are you fucking kidding me? No, this is, it's homophobia. Like, I'm just going to call it what it is because <laughs> it doesn't make sense. This would never happen with the heads. This would never happen with the heads where you have this much sexual energy. And instead, you're like, I love you, but I don't want to bang you. Where does that happen? You love someone with all your heart, but you don't want to kiss them. Where, where do they do that at, Terrence? Where does that happen? Where does it go down? Questions that need answers. For all of you listening who've been in love, in love, um, I just like, and if you're in love right now, like that thing, that thing that says, I don't want to be like far away from you. I literally want to be in touching distance most times if I can. And when I'm within touching distance, guess what I'm going to be doing? Touching kissing right. holding so if that's the case and these bitches turn the fuck around there is no goddamn way with the 93 percent and we said villanelle's at 110 percent that she doesn't take that bitch back to her fucking hotel because we know eve is living in trash and she doesn't want to fucking trash so she wants to go to villanelle's hotel where they can get room service and have clean clean sheets so i I understand this has turned really intense, really jaunty, but it's actually how I feel. And I'm making it clear so no one is confused about how Candace feels, about what she wants the series for, because this is how I feel. You don't confirm love. You don't confirm passion that has already been confirmed and confirmed and confirmed. Phoebe Waller-Bridge said in series one, this is a love story. So at what point in time do the queers get to fuck? I just, at what point in time do the queers get to have the other stuff? Because I, I in this world of other shows like Gentleman Jack or the kids who are watching Euphoria or fucking, I don't know, new version of the L word. Like there's like, we are not in 1993. 
where you can just fucking cuddle up on someone and be like, well, that's good enough. <laughs> well, it's the morning after. That's good enough. Like I said, I will say it right now. If that is something they do, unless they plan to pay it forward later on and just like troll the audience, which writers can totally do, I'm going to be upset because I just don't think that's right. I don't I don't think that is what we should have to deal with as villainy fans because there will be no other reason to do that except some weird apprehension towards queer content. And so that's, that's why I wanted to remind people of American Horror Story Hotel. If you remember the looks, Ryan Murphy, what I liked about what he did there too, it was aesthetic based and it was completely new. And so I've seen so many things that have to do with sapphic content. And so I can tell when that's a new frame. You know, it's kind of like when people put their hands out on the window and they're riding the air of the wind and you've seen that so many times. You yeah, get the sentiment. It doesn't yeah. feel real. In fact, they use it to play upon every other feeling you've ever had watching that scene. When you actually see a creative do something new, the frame is new. And just in the sense that you rarely see interracial queer couples, period. And then the fact that it's Angela fucking Bassett, a black woman, and she's older. So we're dealing with the same age dynamics of Eve Pilastri and Villanelle, essentially. And then you give you give fresh stuff. You're like, here's this fucking scene. Here's this bitch mounting a hoe. Here's her fucking slicing her boob to give her vampire blood. Here's this other thing over here. And so I'm just saying there are other people pushing the envelope. There are other people really doing subversive images. And while I fully agree that Killing Eve is a subversive story. It is a, a timely story. It is a misandrous story. There can come a point where you are no longer pushing the envelope. There can come a point where people are outpacing you in terms of what you're offering to the ether of stuff. Well, um, I, they're trying to center these women together in each other's lives to see that they are fixtures in the sense to see that they are, you know, they don't really function without the other, but yet they won't give us the other side of what that could also entail and it, in this case it does entail which is that they really cannot be too far from one another and that they're like the same ultimately so why why are we not getting them in a coupled instance we got a slow dance in the finale like that was that was nice i mean we, in a sense i can i can i can make sense of why we didn't get them in a coupled instance until now i'm just more so annoyed that it took the whole season just to get the minutes we did, but I don't want them to be timid about what this is supposed to mean, especially for those of us who've seen Villeneuve the whole time. We've seen the sexual energy the whole time. Eve has just jumped on too many knobs. And so I'm just like, realistically, if Eve is here, if she is to a place of acceptance, I can't get your face out of my mind. I can only see you. I want you. How does she go home when she is fucking homeless? She goes to move in with Villanelle Someone, and get her right. O's on demand. O's on demand! Well, the, the scary part is... Um, <laughs> Uh, Dark Eve had to be spelled out for a lot of No, it did, but viewers. I mean, we kind of knew that from series one when then people were like, I don't know what's going on fully. Or they thought, remember, people were predicting like Villanelle's going to be mad. She's going to be upset at Eve. And I feel like at that time, we were in a very small bubble of people like, I don't know. I think Villanelle's going to interpret it like, like I think she's going to be really into it. And then when it started in that first episode, she's like, my girlfriend stabbed me. We were like, right, ah! right, right. Vindication. Actually, you know, this reminds me of um, minor thing, but I've mentioned Black Sails before. You but it was have. because the first season of Black Sails, I was like the only person in my friend group situation, work situation, watching it. And the whole, it was by episode three, I want to say, that one of the, the ships that becomes like the primary sapphic ship of the show, I saw it then. And I was gaslit by people online, by the people watching the show who were like, no, 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 that's not what you see. And I was like, but it feels gay, but like, who does this? Like, this is really chivalrous. But I feel like the sexual energy, sexual tension, and what was so great about that show, and this is what I want from Killing Eve. When season one was done, series two, 
immediately by the end of the episode. They right. let me know, Candace, Second you weren't after. imagining things. Look at this kiss. Look at this embrace. They're about to hit the 93%. So that's what I want from Killing Eve. Just like, don't fucking play games. If we are done playing games about these two bitches wanting each other and to be with each other, I don't care if it doesn't end like goddamn House on the Prairie. They're living together and, I don't know, making babies. Because that wouldn't make sense either. But I fully expect for the acceptance to go all the way, which is to the sex. And the fact that we even had to hear Geraldine deliver lines and things and Constantine delivering lines about kissing Constantine. Theoretically, Geraldine has kissed Constantine off screen more than Villanelle and Eve has kissed. And that's not, that's not right. That's not acceptable. Not in the year 2020 of our Lord Lilith. Yeah, let's see if they level up for series four. I mean, that's the only, that's, that's the only way to go. It's sapphic. It's the only way to go. But who knows if they will well, take it there. there's more than one way to go. But will they take the right way? That remains to be seen. I can't. I mean, after what has happened this series. As a believer, it's got to go sapphic. It's already been sapphic. That's not my point. My point is content. My point is what people feel they can give or is acceptable or is enough for queer audiences. Like what you said about the morning after is okay. I was making it clear that it's not for me. That that to me would be cowardice considering what is on TV regularly for hats. I'm just speaking honestly. I would say that directly to a director's and writer's face. If you do that, given what you've shot so far, and it's the morning after, without it being some cheeky setup for something else down the road later on in the series, I'm going to say it's cowardice. So those are my thoughts, but that's how I feel. That you cannot pay up on this much drama, this much feeling, this much emotion between these two women for three series played expertly by your award-winning actresses and not do the reality of what happens in queer relationships because that just literally, literally makes no sense. They are banging when we come back. Okay? That's, a, that's a, what are they? Even if, it, even if they have a fight, just how, even if they're interrupted, I just don't see how they don't end back, end up at the boudoir. I just, I don't, it doesn't, I can't. I sat literally for like three hours trying to think of all the scenarios that could make sense. And I'm, and this was with like people giving me uh, feedback and I, we couldn't get to much outside of the bang. Well, all right. Oh, I'll also be spending the off season musing about Carolyn's many lovers. And since I saw a tweet somewhere that someone was saying that Fiona Shaw liked to tweet and I was like, what? Fiona Shaw be on Twitter. So now's the time the to ask my on. questions. Well, it's not <laughs> the hunt. I'm just going to make a really long thread of all my questions for Fiona about Carolyn and hope one day while she's bored, and searching herself, she finds it. And I would be like, like once, if yes, ignore if no. <laughs> That's going to be what I do. But I'm going to be musing about Carolyn's many lovers, which now includes Ellen, obviously. Because why does Carolyn know Ellen exists? I touched on this in the snack. This is what I believe. This is what I think is happening. And so I need to kind of ask Fiona Shaw what side story she's potentially written in her mind, like Sandra O oh, about what Carolyn has done in the past or in her side time. I also kind of have an early muse that... Dasha isn't dead, even though the writers said what they said. I'm still kind of putting it out there that because Constantine said it and we didn't see it, that it may not be true because he's often full of shit. I also think Hélène is going to want revenge. I hope Camille Cotin comes back for series four to show us how well she kills, unlike Rianne, and she avenges her, her latest um, boudoir victim. She's like, wait a minute. She was in my harem of assassins, and I'm really upset that you took her. She was really eager to please, and um, it's useful. It's useful in the bedroom. And let's see. Oh, yeah. I want to remind people, too, that Eve is still the darkest bitch in the room. When you take the energy from Are You Leading or Am I to how she looked with her hair 
Might as well look like he was on fire. This girl is on fire! <laughs> when she was leaving Carolyn's because she was not feeling it. She was not having it. She was the only one left with any energy. And so I just would like to see some more payoff on that, on Eve being the darkest bitch in the room between Carolyn, Villanelle, and Eve. Even though, of course, Carolyn still has the biggest dick energy. And ultimately, I am happy. I will be bitching about why a kiss is good why a kiss would be great, why a kiss is needed. And um, maybe had I never seen other things like Gentleman Jack, I could argue that creatives could still just be gentle, be gentle, be timid, be timid around these queer stories. Don't just keep them wanting, keep them wanting. But other people have made other things. And so it's, it's like anything else. New media comes out, your opinions about what should be happening evolves. And so I... I do want that. I am so sad that I didn't get my kiss. I do wish they would have um, gotten back to each other's arms. But I am very happy that they have confirmed the choice that Eve has moved out of the realm of this is happening to me and I'm just reacting to it organically with my darkness or my sapphic urges to I am choosing you. I am choosing darkness. I am choosing this. And come what may, I will love you. Until my dying day. (laughs) Shout out to all the Moulin Rouge fans and sorry to everyone who hates it. But yes, those are my thoughts. They make me feel like a Virginia Woolf quote. And for those of you who've read some of her damn letters to Vita, you know what that means. Just the thinking, the obsession, the enamored reality of them. I'm happy that we are here. We are solid. I don't think anyone can deny it. No one can refuse it. We shouldn't have to debate and get into arguments online anymore. It's done. It's settled. Even Villanelle love each other. They want each other. And they've turned around and they're going to the boudoir. And God damn you, you are not taking my clown makeup from me (laughs) until sometime in 2021. Okay, probably April. Yeah, I'm excited to muse irrationally for the next year or so as I hope for the best and keep putting positive sapphic energy into the air. But I think, I think for now I'm done. I don't want to talk in circles and I feel like I could get there because things are flashing back into my mind. I'm like, hmm, but then I get angry, but then I also get excited. And it's like, oh, it's like I'm Tinkerbell as I've joked, who only has time for one emotion at a time and they keep fluttering in and out and you just kind of look ridiculous while you're cycling through the emotions like it's motherfucking Wheel of Fortune. So that is it. That is where I will end my afterthoughts of this episode and the series that I I got most of what I wanted in terms of villain Eve development. I did not get a lot of what I wanted in terms of Eve singular development. I am still hopeful at this time that some things can be fixed for series four if the writer's room decided to give Eve the singular development that the other characters got. And she certainly deserves for us to fully understand where she's going in life and where she can go with Villanelle in the future. So, yeah, I think that's I think that's it. Well, that was series three of well, here we have our ladies on the bridge for the end of series three. And with all that's up in the air, we will see what shakes down goes down in the writer's room and we're not in there and we're nosy and we want answers. (laughs) So we will be musing about all the things that we wish we could get and we hope will come to pass and things that we hopefully um, can maybe convince someone to include in case they may have over or forgotten a thing. Justice for Mo and other, you know, other, other things. A reminder that you can reach out to us at hey you guys all one word at wellwellvillanelle.com. Our Insta is wellwellvillanelle. And our Twitter, if you are about it, about it, is wellvillanelle. 
Uh, as you know, we were recording out of the police state formerly known as New York City. Uh, but at least we're in phase yeah. one. Mm-hmm. All, all state, city, statewide. And, you know, that means that some people are taking public transportation um, and they're fighting for seats and things. And we're supposed to be social distancing. And they're not. And, you know, we um, we would like to be able to continue to travel and get work done and produce content without getting exposed to people who could be uh, asymptomatic carriers of uh, COVID-19. So for that, we would need to make the switch, flip the switch and go from public to private transportation. And that is not um, cheap at the rate in which we need to <laughs> travel. So if you can, when you can uh, support our Patreon or our Kofi, which is KO hyphen FI forward slash misandry. It'll be in the show notes. Um, special shout out to all the essential workers, uh, whether on salary or hourly tip based and everyone yeah. in between uh, because you help keep this city running and we can't do what we do without you. Absolutely not. A special thanks to everybody who is out there, out in the streets, uh, making their voices heard. Indeed. And putting their health on the line to protest something bigger than them, which is selfless and courageous. So to all of you people taking to the streets literally around the globe and all of these 50 states, you're awesome. Solidarity, we are with you. Uh, just a general reminder, in case y'all thought that we forgot, we did not, that uh, picks will be coming up shortly for the uh, major giveaway that we are yes, doing. Yes, yes. So be sure to you know, continue curfew, to... Curfew right. has been a bitch. It has It been. really has been a bitch. If you can, please uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts uh, or wherever you pod if you're on uh, Stitcher or Pod Chaser. I believe you can rate and review there Where as well. Where did this well. uh, southern accent come from, I, son? I do not... <laughs> I don't know where the it early is. hour, the 9 a.m. hour, well, potentially. Oh, well, yeah. Potentially. Mm. Uh, oh, oh, and we will be doing our, well, I don't know how soon because some construction has to continue on in the studio before we'll be able to get back in here. But we will, I will, we will be doing our live because I, I know what I told y'all. I have my playlist. They are extended. Terrence has seen them. He has added his own tracks well, he didn't add them per episode, but he gave me a list of misandry and I have to see where they go. But we will be doing our our Killing Eve um, dance party DJ set. Um, I'm thinking Instagram, but I know sometimes there are weird things about like who at the moment is letting you just stream music you pay for to people who want to hear it for free but i've you know i've heard things from other friends djs doing stuff so i don't really know but tentatively it's it's instagram if we can do all the platforms like we were doing before like fucking um what's the other one periscope for twitter and uh what's it twitch we'll do that too tbd but that's going to be happening and so if you are around and awake and you feel like vibing to some music or seeing what the fuck i'll be up to that's gonna happen because it's probably gonna be like a three four hour thing when i do it because honestly how do you just play music for one hour it's not how it works right i just that's only like 10 songs or something so no i'll be i'll be doing it and i'm gonna pick a day obviously when it is feasible and comfortable but yeah i'm excited to potentially hang out with some of y'all who want to hear the villain eve music vibes i've got going on and i feel like there's there's two types of ways to do it there's the just the all-around villain eve vibe and then there's my per episode so if you're interested in that or maybe we could like pair it with like a viewing be like oh we're viewing episode one on this day and then we have the dance thing that is music just inspired by this episode after i don't know we'll figure it out if you give a fuck hit us on the twitter or something and let us know you care so we know that there's interest out there and we execute it faster 
sooner than later. Because if none of y'all hit us back, then <laughs> we might not even say anything. Right. You just might see me go live and be like, oh my God, this kid is live? Is she DJing? Because yeah, so. Oh my God, shout out to all the new followers. I don't know, um, something happened. But I know we got recently a little influx of followers on Instagram. Hey y'all, hope you're enjoying the content. All righty. So until the accent goes away and until oh, the snack episode here's hoping you get killed by a woman and you guys we did it we made it through the season and so did our girls alive and together right. and in fucking love yeah. and i cannot wait i can't wait to yeah. muse for months and months and months on how many o's eve eve you heard me right eve gives the villain out first on the very first fucking night of their goddamn sapphic consummation okay because y'all know she's been studying and she's on the dark energy okay this is my longest outro until the snack you guys <laughs> Bye. It's like totally murder.